A very good morning to each and every one of you. Yeah, it's good to see you guys and um, the lovely family that are visiting. We are glad to have you here and we pray that the Lord will be and abide with each and every one of us. Um, relax, you are in the presence of the Lord. That's where the happiness is, that's where the love is, and um, we are glad. This morning we are going to look at um, a topic, obedience. At some point I have, um, I have uh, teached this before, but it's a very important topic, important subject that we can not overemphasize obedience. And I will take the text from 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. We are going to look at the meaning of obedience, the importance of obedience in a believer's life, the blessings the danger of disobedience. Father Lord, I thank you this morning once again. Thank you for the grace of being here in your presence. We thank you for how you've led us. Thank you for your provisions. Thank you for the love. Thank you, Father, for everything. In fact, where the whole of our bodies to be mouth is not enough to say thank you. But this morning, we have come in thy presence, and we want to say, Father, thank you. And blessed be your name. This morning, as we gathered here, we pray, O Lord, that you be in our midst. For the Bible says, where one or two, two or more gathers in your, in your name, that there you are. This morning, we believe, Lord, that you are here. Father, touch every heart here, every soul, every family here represented. Blessed be your name. Amen. Obedience. Go with me to the first book of Samuel, chapter 15, and I will read Verse 22. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fats of rams. Amen. And if you read a little bit further, which is 23, say, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. We all know the story about how King Saul fall from grace to grass as a result of disobedience. 
In fact, the ultimate purpose of man, according to the Bible, is simply to glorify God. That is the sole purpose of God creating us, to glorify him. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7, the Bible makes it abundantly clear that God created man and that he created him for his glory. We are created for God's glory. In Psalm 102.3 said, we are told to worship God with gladness of heart and to know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. It is therefore our duty to acknowledge and glorify him as our creator and to praise and worship him always. And the only way we can fulfill this purpose is by developing good relationship with him and by trusting in his word and his promises in our lives. But because of man's fallen states, sin has separated us from God and makes it impossible to glorify him on our own. But through Jesus Christ's sacrifice, our relationship with God is reconciled. Our sins are forgiven and no longer create a barrier between us and God. So what is obedience to start with? By definition, obedience is the condition or the quality of being obedient. It is the act or instance of obeying. Dutiful or submissive behavior. It can as well be it can as well mean compliance with an order, requests, or law or submission to another authority. But when we look at it from the biblical perspective, obedience is the act of believing and trusting God at all times in all things, keeping his commandments and relying completely in his words and faithfulness. Completely trusting God, relying on him, not in our own understanding, not in our own wisdom, not on our own strength or whatever we have, because all this comes from him. So obey, to obey is just to trust God, to rely on him, to believe in everything that the Bible, this word says, and to love him. That is obedience. It is total submission to God's authority. No other power 
No divided state of mind. Just to be complete in our trust. The general concept of obedience, both in the Old and New Testament, relates to hearing or hearkening to a higher authority. Hearing and hearkening to higher authority. One of the Greek terms for obedience conveys the idea of positioning oneself under someone by submitting to their authority and command. Another Greek word for obey in the New Testament means to trust. And according to Holman's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, a succinct definition of biblical obedience is to hear God's words and to act accordingly. To hear his word and to act accordingly, according to his instructions. Other Bible dictionary states, through hearing or obedience involves the physical hearing that inspires the hearer and the belief or trust that in turn motivates the hearer to act in accordance with the speaker's desire. We are talking about the scripture, the word of God. Thus, biblical obedience to God means to hear, trust, submit, and surrender to God and his words. To hear his voice, to hear his words, to trust in it, to submit, and to surrender. That is obedience. Now the question is, why must we obey God? Why must we be obedient to God? There are so many reasons why we, should, we must be obedient to God. Go with me to the book of Isaiah. There are so many readings here, but because of time, I will not read uh, most of them. But this one, just to substantiate. So, Isaiah chapter 64. Isaiah 64, verse 6. He say, But we are all like an unclean thing. And all our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Obedience to God first it proves our love. 
the book of 1 John and 2 John clearly explain that obedience to God demonstrates love for God. And loving God implies following his command. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. 1 John 5, verse 2 to 2 and 3. And here, love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. So love is central to obedience to God's word. Because if the Lord if the love is not there, it is impossible to obey. Another reason, if you like, why we must obey God. This is because obedience to God demonstrates our faith. Obedience to God demonstrates our faith. When we obey God, we show our trust and faith in Him. And we can be sure that we know Him if we obey His commandments. If I claim to know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that means I'm a liar. And I'm not living in complete truth. But those who love God, those who obey his word, truly show complete love for him. That is how we know that we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their life as Jesus did. Go with me to the book of John. John chapter 2. Three to six. He says, and when they ran out of wine, John chapter 3. Sorry, I think it should be first job. Let me check. It's first John, sorry. First John. First John chapter two. Three six. It says Now by this we know that we know him, 
if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandment, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his, his words, truly the love of God is perfect, perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who said he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So that is how we know that we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives just like Jesus did. Walking in perfect obedience. The third point here, why we must obey God is because Jesus called us to obedience. Jesus himself called us to obedience. So in Jesus Christ we find the perfect model of obedience. As his disciples, we follow Christ's examples as well as his commands. Our motivation for obedience is love. The motivation for our obedience is love. Therefore, love is central to obedience. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. As I earlier said, it's impossible to be obedient to authority, truly obedient to, to God or to any authority when, the, when there is no love. So love has to be there. Love is quite central to obedience. Jesus called us to obedience. The fourth one is obedience is an act of worship. For example, we cannot come here except we obey. It is the obedience that we have that brought us here. And that is what calls for the worship. We cannot worship the true God when we cannot obey him. And why the Bible places strong emphasis on obedience, it is also important to remember that believers are not justified. They are not made righteous by our obedience. Salvation is a free gift of God. And we can do nothing to merit it. True Christian obey, or rather true Christian obedience flow from the heart of gratitude 
for the grace we have received from the Lord. So, my brothers and my sisters, this morning, I beseech thee, anchor your lives in Christ because of all he has done for you. Present your bodies as living sacrifices, the kind he will find holy and acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him, just as the our text this morning rather the word for today says the same roman chapter 12 1. so we need to present our bodies as living sacrifice the kind god will find holy and acceptable this is truly the way to worship him Romans chapter 12, verse 1. God rewards obedience. That is the fifth, re fifth reason why we must obey. Because God rewards our obedience to him. Over and over again, we read in the Bible that God blesses and rewards obedience. And through his descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. Genesis chapter 22 verse 18. Now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the people on the earth. For all the earth belongs to me. Exodus chapter 19 verse 5. Here Jesus replied, But even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Luke chapter 11, 28. Here we don't just listen to God's word. We must do what it says. Otherwise, we are only fooling ourselves. We are fooling ourselves if we only listen, if we only hear the word of God and not putting it into practice. As one writer put it, if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like Glancing at your face in a mirror, you see yourself walk away and forgot what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you hear, then God will bless you for doing it. James chapter 1. 22 to 25. So we really need to practice what the word said. That is the act of obedience to God. When we listen to the word of God and we put it into practice, 
That is perfect obedience to God. The sixth reason is obedience is better than sacrifice. The phrase obedience is better than sacrifice has often perplexed Christians. And it can only be understood from the Old Testament. When we look at it from the Old Testament perspective, the law requires the Israelites to offer sacrifices to God. But those sacrifices and offerings were never intended to take the place of obedience. The sacrifice that is required by law, it does not mean, it's not a replacement for obedience. As we read in 1 Samuel chapter 15, 20, uh, uh, chapter 15, verse 22-23. But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices of, or your obedience to his voice? Which one is more important? The sacrifices you busy yourself, you committed yourself to. You want to please God by sacrifice, through sacrifices, through offerings. Which the question is, that is the question Samuel uh, put to um, Saul, King Saul. Which one is more important? To offer these sacrifices or to obey what the Lord said, which one is more important to you? Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshipping idols. So because you have rejected the commandment of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. You know, Saul, King Saul, at the beginning, he started very, 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 very well, perfectly well. But as time goes on, the zeal and commitment, his love and trust in God begin to wane. Everything about him began to slack. Instead of paying attention to what really matters, which is the voice of God, the commandments of, the, of God. He was more committed to offering 
burnt offerings and sacrifices, which is only required by the law. And that caused him greatly. He was anointed king, but because of his disobedience, the throne was taken away from him. He was rejected because of his disobedience. The third point is, through obedience, we experience blessings of, the holy, of holy living. Through obedience, we experience the blessings of holy living. Only Jesus Christ is perfect. Therefore, only he could walk in sinless, perfect obedience. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us from within, we grow in holiness. This is known as the process of sanctification, which can also be described as spiritual growth. The more we read the Word of God, the more we spend time with Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to change us from within, the more we grow in obedience and holiness as Christians. First of all, we need to be where we are more committed to God, where we listen to him, where we read his word, where we meditate, where we obey. And that's the time that we, we grow. That's when we grow spiritually. Outside that, there will be spiritual redundance. Holiness. If we go to the book of Psalm 111, If someone finds it, one, 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 one to eight, can read, please. Another, another person open to Isaiah chapter 48. Psalm one, 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 one to eight. Given me unto them that fear him, 
he will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his work, that he may give them the heritage of the Hebrews. The work of his hands are for variety and judgment, verity and judgment, and all commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. Amen. Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48, 17 and 19. Thy righteousness as the wave of the sea. Hallelujah. Amen. And finally, Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. It says, "Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God." In all this, let us work complete, towards complete holiness. So we don't learn obedience overnight. It is a, love, a, long, a, 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 a lifelong process that we pursue by making it our daily goal. It's not, obedience is not something that comes by accident. It's not something that's, you know, instantaneous. It's something that comes. It's something that builds. It's something that we cultivate. It's something that we perpetuate by dwelling in it, learning every single day. And we need to make it our daily goal. Now, when we look at it on the, other side, on the other side of it, which is disobedience. Disobedience leads to sin and death. The disobedience of Adam brought sin and death into the world. This is the basis of the term original sin. But Christ perfected obedience. He restores fellowship with God for everyone who believes in him. While Adam, the sin of Adam, brought separation and death, sin and death into the world, Christ, his sacrifice, change everything. He restored man's fellowship with God. 
So as Romans chapter 5, 11 and 19 says, For as by one man, Adam, Adam's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man, which is Christ's obedience, many will be made righteous. First Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. And to show how important obedience is to God, the first four of the Ten Commandments centered on obedience to God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you read Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 5, 6 to 11. Deuteronomy chapter 5 6 to 11 said the first the first one said I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage you shall have no other gods before me you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am jealous. I'm a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. It talks about obedience. So let's look at the blessings of obedience. As one commentator put it, at times obedience to God feels most, mostly like sacrifice. But there are blessings and reward when we obey the voice of the Lord and submit to his will. If we flip back to uh, in, um, the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 28, and if we read from chapter, uh, verse 1, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, it says, Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully 
all the commandments which I command you, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Verse 3, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your, of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offsprings of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and the kneading bowls. Blessed shall, be, shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hands, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. 10. Then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the works of your hands. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the word which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods, to serve them. These are the blessings that uh, Moses pronounce to the Israelites as they were heading towards the promised land. All these things shows the faithfulness of God in the first place. And all these blessings is for us today. You don't have much to do to inherit or to receive these blessings 
The Bible is saying this morning, all you have to do is to be obedience to the word of God. To trust God in everything you do. To rely on him completely. To not rely on your own wisdom, which is the wisdom of man or the wisdom of the world. Put your trust in him and he will bless you abundantly. All the trials that comes your way, all the mountains, all the hills, all the obstacles, the oppositions, all of them will give way. You will find solution to all the problems when you put God first. When you depend on him, he will be a light to your parts. He will open doors and windows of blessings upon every heart, every soul. When you put your trust in him, he will do the rest. When we look at the dangers of disobedience, the same way there are blessings to obedience, so also there are causes for disobedience. And out of 68 verses in this chapter, which is uh, the chapter that we've just read, 28, we read the blessing is just from one to verse 1 to 14. But the total chapter, uh, sorry, the total verses, verse of this chapter is 68, 68 verses. The remaining 54 verses centered on causes for disobedience. Moses continued, even in Deuteronomy chapter 15 to the end. My prayer this morning is that the cause, because of time we are not going to read the rest, but it's my prayer that those causes shall, not, shall never be our portion. For the Lord himself will call us into obedience. Because we are sinners, there is nothing perfect, there is nothing even good in us. And that's why he said, just obey me. Obey my words, obey my commands. I will do the rest. So this morning, may the blessings that comes with obedience be our portion in the name of Jesus. So my brothers and my sisters in Christ, none of these causes shall come near you or yours. Jesus has paid the price for your sins. He has redeemed us from the bondage of sins and Satan has no power over you. Submit yourself under Christ's authority. 
he is able to do all things. And I will leave us with the following quotes. One, obedience is an act of faith. Disobedience is the result of unbelief. Edwin Coles. Only he who believes is obedient. And only he who is obedient believes. And finally, every time you open up your heart in obedience to God and worship him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, our beautiful Lord responds with his magnificent presence. Father Lord, I thank you for how you've led us. Thank you for your words that have gone forth. Lord, I pray that it shall be like a seed planted beside the stream of water, that it may germinate in our hearts and bear fruits. We pray this morning, O oh Lord, that you call us to obedience. Give us the heart to appreciate you Draw us closer to thee, O Lord, for on our own we can do nothing. We are circled every day with sin and disobedience is the chief. We ask, O Lord, that you give us the heart of obedience that we may draw closer to thee. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus. Amen.